This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard DJ's Aviation Podcast. This is your home for everything aviation. From the latest news on aircraft, airlines, and airports, to documenting travel journeys unlike any other across the globe. Be sure to check out our second YouTube channel, Globetrotting at DJ's Aviation, where you'll find analytically driven coverage of the industry, which aims to answer your most burning questions. But for now, we're next in line for takeoff. So I'll pass you over to our host for today's proceedings, Dan. Hi all, a very warm welcome back to the podcast. Yes, we have a midweek episode. It's not something I normally do. I typically like to stick to weekend uh, episodes and if I can weekly, although that's always a little bit all over the place. Um, So yeah, this is not necessarily like an emergency pod, but just something I wanted to get out now. It's 1.28 in the morning on Wednesday, the 24th of May. This is being recorded. You may be listening to this, say, the day of publication or many, many months down the line. But at the time of recording, I've just gotten off my Bonza flight about two and a half hours ago. I spent seven hours jetting off up and down the country um, as the airline completed their initial route network plan within Australia that sees them fly on 27 routes across 17 destinations, uh, and that is in three different states. So the route was Melbourne to Mackay and uh, Mackay to Melbourne, so a a fantastic opportunity. The airline did invite me and covered all the costs. My plan was to record a flight review. Um, I had a pretty cool pitch as well, which was uh, basically what is six and a half hours type of thing, or six hours on a 737 MAX domestically truly like in quick succession. Um, But I've been a little bit under the weather, I've just been so busy, I feel like I'm now getting a bit run down, which isn't great considering the Paris Air Show is very soon and that's probably the busiest week of the year. I think I'll probably crash very hard. Well, I can't because I'm traveling then immediately after that. So I don't really know when I'll be able to rest, but uh, I just didn't have the energy to record a flight review. So apologies for anyone that was really looking forward to it, but I thought at the very least I could release this podcast Uh, going a little bit more in depth about my thoughts and so much more on the Bonza experience. This is my second time traveling with Bonza. Um, If you've been closely following the publication and just my pages over, especially on Twitter, you'll recall that I want to say at the beginning of April, potentially the end of March, uh, Bonza launched their Melbourne base. And as such, they had massive fanfare for a Melbourne to Sunshine Coast service. Uh, I spent the day with Bonza in that occasion, and that was my first experience with them. So I was interested going back a couple of months later to see if anything had changed, if anything had improved. Um, And yeah, this is going to be my review. So thank you very much for tuning in. Your reminder that you can rate and review the podcast on uh, Spotify or Apple, and any reviews and ratings are very, very much appreciated. Uh, It supports the podcast. This is just a little fun thing I do on the side, but anyone that listens... Uh, a massive thank you to you. So let's get underway with the arrival at Melbourne Airport. I arrived at about 2pm, which for a 4pm departure, I got there a little bit earlier. I did want to get something to eat. Um, and lucky I did, because uh, something I want to get onto, with, which was a bit weird to, to see on the Bonza flight, was regarding their catering, which was very different to what I experienced uh, on the initial launch flight out of Melbourne Airport. So... 
the fan fest wasn't the same. I mean, I don't think anything will ever top uh, the Bonza flight that I experienced at the end of March in terms of just how much was going on. I mean, there was the cut cutting of the cake, the ribbon ceremony. This was a lot more laid back, just just very much like a regular flight. Yes, it was an inaugural, and there was a mention of that on the aircraft, but it wasn't as big as um, them launching out of, say, a new airport and their secondary base being Melbourne Airport. So, boarding was on time. We boarded the aircraft. I was sat in 3A, which was actually a uh, seat with more legroom, so it wasn't something I knew, but Bonza splits up their aircraft uh, and you can purchase seats at an additional fee. And if you want to go closer to the front, well, then you'll be paying extra. Something that has changed uh, from a couple months ago is I'm now able to, well, when I say I'm, anyone is now able to access the seating map of the plane on the app and pick a seat, buy a seat, uh, and move themselves around. Two months ago, this was not possible. I had to contact the airline to get them to put me in a window seat for the review purposes, but it was not something you could access on the app. You may say to yourself, hey, just go and check check the website then. Well, Bonza actually operates exclusively with an app. Um, they like the Uber Eats Uber model, but just only on an app. Uh, and this is something, honestly, I don't like. It's weird because the 22-year-old, you'd think, would like the idea of uh, maybe, I mean, the typical 2022, the typical 22-year-old should like the ability to just book a flight on an app. I don't like it. Um, I get where they're coming from. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's a cool initiative, but I don't like it. I would prefer the option that they have an actual website. Um, I personally hate doing things like... I would never book a flight. Um, Again, maybe because it's low cost, it's a little bit different. But still, it's a lot of money. And I wouldn't want to book the wrong flight, the wrong timings and so forth on a small screen. I like having a computer or at least having a website that just feels a bit more secure. Their app is okay but it's by no means good and i think you can take a look at their reviews on the app store there's not very good reviews anytime i access the app it crashes or requests an update and i can verify that with other people that i spoke to on this flight um, a couple of hours back that were experiencing the exact same thing of every time they tried to go on the app it would crash and then say it needed to update Um, On top of that, the app doesn't remember your bookings. This is something I've noticed, though, with a lot of airlines, it must be said. Um, They just don't remember. It's very frustrating. Uh, And again, you could say first world problems, and there's an easy solution to just inputting your data. But sometimes uh, that opportunity isn't there because you may be in line to board and um, uh, you should have the boarding pass available but then your phone switches off um, and then you open the phone back up and your boarding pass is gone because it's forgotten all your your details. Little things like that were just really, really frustrating with the app and I think is what leads me more and more to just not like that it's only on the app. I wish they had a website. I really, truly do. It's cool that you can do the flights on the um, app. You can do that with many airlines, but just having that website as an option... Uh, I think I I personally just would have liked. And I I think I've always been pretty vocal about how I just would prefer that there's a website. And I think now, two months on from my first experience, seeing that the app has somehow actually gotten worse, 
um, not necessarily the most amazing sign and doesn't lead me to like that any anymore. I'm sure it will get better. And even if the app was the best in the world, uh, I still would want the website. So I think that comes down to personal preference. Uh, I don't know how many people would prefer that it be a website as well. I don't know how many then would... Like, I don't know what the split is. It also comes down to their demographic and who they're targeting, and that's families, uh, leisure travel, and maybe to a certain extent also some business, but definitely very much leisure-focused. So I don't know whether then the demographics they're targeting would prefer to just solely utilize the app. I mean, everyone basically nowadays does have a smartphone, uh, at least those that probably would be traveling on Bonza's routes. But there's always the chance that there are people that don't have that and they'd find a way to source their tickets. But anyway, this is like a two-minute rant and tangent over why I want a website. It's not that much of a big deal. It's just a a little thing that I'm nitpicking that I, I don't like the app. Um, overall flight, look, the 737 MAX is a dream to fly on. I really, really enjoy it as an aircraft. Uh, even before Bonza, it wasn't my first time on the MAX. I had flown on the Air Canada 737 MAX from, uh, Vancouver to Montreal and bar being unable to sleep, which is nothing new. I basically can't sleep on aircraft. Um, I don't know how to change that. I'm not going to take like sleeping tablets or medication it's just i can't sleep on planes it's just this weird thing it's it's very frustrating especially long haul but the max's ride is really smooth um really comfortable and uh that's the same on bonza very very smooth uh, flight there and back um yeah i mean honestly i'm trying to think i've never flown an a320 neo so i wouldn't be able to compare it i know a lot of people will say uh, domestically which one do you prefer uh, so I can only say I've flown the 737 Max, and obviously I prefer that over the, the A320CO, but I've never flown the Neo, so I wouldn't be able to tell you which one I prefer to fly on. Um, while the 737 Max's capabilities are different, probably my favourite uh, single-aisle aircraft is part of the Embraer family. So I've flown a, a couple of Embraer aircraft recently with United, um, and the space and comfort on those aircraft are actually insane. <laughs> They're more comfortable than any long-haul aircraft, and I think I'm not the only one that thinks that. Um, so, I don't know where I'm going with this, other than saying that the 737 MAX is a very comfortable plane to fly on, very smooth, and I do always enjoy my trips on it. So, it's a good aircraft that they've picked, and with Virgin Australia eventually taking delivery of their first MAX, Bonza will no longer be the only operator of the 737 MAX in the country. But what is interesting as well is Qantas flies the 737 NGs and has done so for a very long time. In fact, the 737s play a huge role in their overall domestic fleet, um, and included that is Trans-Tasman Services. But they don't have orders for the Max, so they're really pivoting in a different direction. But you still have Virgin Australia and uh, Bonza that will be flying the Boeing uh, next generation single aisle aircraft. So at least you get a mix uh, to be able to try out. And that's something that is exciting for an Australian uh, that enjoys traveling and, and keeps up with the aviation industry. So... Uh, another thing I don't like is the Bonza, uh, the, the system. Okay, I don't really know how to word this uh, because I feel like there's more positives than negatives, but 
the negatives really shine through, and that is the onboard uh, catering experience. So, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, to my knowledge, the 737 Max had been sat there pretty much all day, but the catering just wasn't done, so... Uh, nearly 80% of the menu wasn't there by the time you did try and order it. And I'm talking like right after uh, departure. You just really couldn't order. Everything had pretty much already gone. Um, And I mean, there's not a... uh, What I would say is the menu was very, very good. Like I like the items on the menu. So that's a massive tick for Bonza. They're all Australian sourced and produced and suppliers. And I, I've always said I really like the fact that they're going with, um, like, locally grown. Like, you can't get a, uh, a Sprite or a Coca-Cola. You can only get a cola that is produced in, say, New South Wales or Anzac biscuits or chocolate chip cookies produced in Queensland um, with with local, local smaller companies. And I really thoroughly like that. It's just there was nothing on the aircraft, which I just found odd. Um, not that any more important should be placed on this flight than another one, but it was also an inaugural, so I thought to myself that, oof, maybe you'd want to make sure you were fully stocked. Um, Anyway, everything ran out pretty quickly, or whatever supply they had ran out pretty quickly, and in comparison to uh, my flight from Melbourne to the Sunshine Coast a couple months ago, which was busier, nothing ran out, so uh, yeah, it's just an interesting observation, and that means when you're coming back from Mackay back to Melbourne, they basically had nothing, and in fact were running out of waters too. Uh, you couldn't get anything bar maybe like a, a slice of cheese, and sometimes what the not the was it the app the the app takes you to like a a web browser connected to Bonza and the Bonza Wi-Fi to then be able to purchase an item, but. It's the same problem of sometimes an item isn't in stock and then it shows up uh, because the the cabin crew don't bring down a cart. It's very much like a an Uber Eats system of you order it via the, uh, the your phone and then, well, you can call them over as well, but typically you'll do it via your phone and they'll then bring the item to you. Um, that's got its pros and cons. I mean, Again, it's an idea I really like, but how it's done on aircraft is something maybe you're left questioning more so than uh, appreciating. And I think for the cabin crew as well, I mean, I I don't know if they like it or dislike it, but it it seems a little bit all over the place. Um, And that's something I've noticed on my couple of flights now with them. Uh, And it definitely got better this time. So I was correct in saying on my initial flight that I think with some time, the crew will get more used to maneuvering each other. And it depends on the influx of orders. I mean, if they get 25 orders at once, then they're going to be all over the place. But if it's more spread out, then it's going to make their life easier. But the principle is, is once the seatbelt sign goes off after your departure, you can order. And then once you start your approach, it's, you can stop, you're not allowed to order anymore. So there's a huge window. It's not like a cart that comes through once um, during, say, a a three-hour flight, uh, and then you only have one opportunity. You can have as many opportunities to purchase as much as you want. So look, there's there's great pros and cons, and I love the fact that then it comes to your seat. Um, It's just sometimes then there's uh, little issues that come from that. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't able to get, I think, what did I get on the plane? Like, some cheese and crackers and a a cookie. I think they're the size of maybe, like, your 
half your pinky. Um, but they didn't have any of really the meals left, like a, a hot dog in a, in, a, in a bun or any of their wraps or sandwiches. They had all already disappeared. Um, so, yeah, that's why I always say, like, it doesn't matter who you fly. Just make sure if you can get something in the airport, get a good meal, like a chicken parmigiana, a burger, a, a schnitzel, not from McDonald's, but... Um, if there's maybe a little restaurant, not not like high-end ones if there are any, but just, you know, a pub kind of thing and get like a nice pub meal um, that will fill you up because you never know. You may get hungry on the plane um, while you can always bring snacks. Having that good substantial meal when you don't know when your next one may come because of all your traveling, I always feel is very important. And that's something I like to stick to, uh, especially recently with my travels and stuff. So, uh... It was a mostly red-eye flight. I mean, the sunset was very, very nice, I must admit. But the sunset came about an hour into the journey. So, for the next five or so hours, included on the ground, it was pitch black. Um, which was an, a nice experience. I mean, it was pretty relaxing. It just felt like a, a relaxing inaugural flight, if you will. Uh, when arriving into Mackay, after three hours of travelling, uh, they had set up a very nice little... Uh, party area where there was someone playing music they were handing out nice homemade sausage rolls and uh spring rolls which were very 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 good very oily but very very nice i only we only had like a 40 hour layover um being a guest of the airline and living in melbourne i wasn't gonna stay in Mackay. i was coming back on the same aircraft with oh maybe i want to say 25 30 other people, um, and being sat at the plane, that was where the executives were, uh, and people that had been invited by the airline that, I don't know, I don't know how the seating arrangement worked, but I had, like, all the executives sitting around me, basically. I don't fit in with that crowd one bit. I'm very, um, what's the word? Oh my god, I, I was thinking about this on the aircraft, but I've forgotten the word now. Uh, I'm an introvert, that's what it is, so I don't deal, do well in those situations one bit, um, they always, it always makes me get, I get very shy and very uncomfortable, um, and just very nervous, something I've got to get better at, but it's, it's very difficult, and anyone in the same position will, will know, uh, yeah, and then it was back on board the 737 Max, and back down to Melbourne, um, this one was a, basically completely pitch black flight, so you didn't see much, uh, and it's, again, I always say that I love visiting airports, I love boarding the aircraft, I love sitting in the plane for the first 30 minutes, but I really don't like the flying. I mean, bar the approach and bar the takeoff, I just don't like it. And if I was in business class, I think, like anyone, I think it would be a totally different experience because that is just like luxury, but very generally... I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I just. I. I just want to get to wherever I'm going. And uh, there are some people that enjoy the flying aspect and sitting on a plane for eight hours. Um, I. I. I'm just so over it at this point. I. I genuinely can't stand it. Um, it's. I do it, and it was a wonderful experience. And it was always. I'm very, very grateful. But it's certainly not something I enjoy. It's funny, though, because I enjoy so many other parts of the experience, just not the actual reason that I'm going to do the said thing. So, yeah, um, touchdown into Melbourne was at 11pm, then got in my car and drove back to my place, uh, and here we are now. Uh, I've done some work, and I'm recording this podcast, and I'll get this out for you basically as soon as I can. Uh, Any thoughts, you can reach out to me on 
any of the social media platforms or via emails. Maybe you've had a t- had the chance, pardon me, to fly Bonza and want to share your opinion, or maybe you have the pros and cons as well. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I appreciate the support. I apologize if it was a little bit more all over the place. Like I said, I'm a bit tired, um, but normal service will resume very soon. Thank you. Take care. And I'll see you next time. And a very warm welcome to your destination. Please keep your seatbelt fastened for the following. This has been the DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation, from news to incredible stories detailing trips worldwide. Leave a review and follow the podcast on your preferred streaming platform. For Onward Connections, check us out on Twitter at DJ's Aviation or the show notes to join our partner Discord server, see the website, and more. And we'd like to thank you sincerely for listening, and we look forward to seeing you back on board shortly for another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast.